it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. Suddenly, they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. And he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their 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 face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. All right, Bigfoot Society, I've got the pleasure of bringing back on the show Mr. Jordan Heath from Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling podcast. How's it going, Jordan? It's going so well. I'm, I'm super psyched to be here. Dude, it's it's always fun to chat with you, and uh, you guys are are so good. If people have not... I mean, I'm just going to talk about Campfire for a few minutes. If you guys have not had the opportunity to listen to Jordan's podcast, Campfire, you need to definitely take that opportunity. It's got meaningful discussion about, you know, you do research into weird legends, lore, cryptids, but also in the episodes you, you make, you craft this like audio drama and it's just, you know, of course my favorite episode is the Van Meter Visitor one, but like they are all, Super good, super intense, and uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, podcasts right now for ones that cover not just cryptids but like legends, lore, weird stuff. It's so thank good, you. dude. That's yeah. Thank you for the kind words. That's it's always nice to hear. Yeah, dude. So, what have you been? Uh, what you been up to lately, Jordan? Oh man. Um. Well. Since this is airing in November, I can. This is like that's time true. Travel. Yeah. Time, yeah, time travel. Is time Jordan travel, yeah. is coming from the middle of October, and it's like the busiest month of my life <laughs> right mm. now. So, um, Campfire normally releases two episodes a week on okay. the main feed, and um, and one episode a week. Well one episode alternating so one week it's one episode on patreon the next week it's two episodes um wow that's our normal schedule but this this month it's been four episodes three episodes on the main feed two episodes on the patreon every single week holy mackerel um and that's not including this last week we released a community collaboration project so we had six episodes we did in the last seven days. I think community, I mean, that is a way to put it, but I mean, the amount of names you had in that one project seems like that must have been an intense undertaking yes. just to herd all those cats together and yes. 
to whatever you did with it. How was that process getting everyone together? I was incredibly proud. I, I still am. I'm incredibly proud of that project because we we brought people in from literally every part of the like paranormal community. Mm -hmm. We had like people <laughs> people that do not that you don't normally see together, right? Um, people. I mean, we had people like um, Mothboy Matt on the same podcast as like. We're both having dog problems here. Can I just point out how we both have dogs going nuts in the background, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this is what Bigfoot Society is all about. I love it. Keep going, man. We're good. Okay. So we had people like Mothboy Matt from the Mothboys <laughs> podcast on the same project as like Lon Strickler and Joshua Cutchin. Wow. And like, I mean, it, it was incredible. We have like, you know, Jeremy Vaney on on this project he's you know a former ufo abductee who's wow. you know turned to research and like man it, it just blew me away the response we got because i sent out about well a big okay so vuk from tracing from the tracing Owls podcast he had a big hand in it too um he and i sent together probably about 60 emails to people and I was expecting, you know, we might get like 10 or 15 people that are like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll do this. We ended up with 30 submissions. So we ended up with it's an hour and 47 minutes of people from all over the community just talking about the language they use, why they use it, why certain words mean certain things to them. It's I mean, yeah, I'm proud of it, man. That is incredible. And if we, man, just think if that level of preparedness got put into other projects in the community, it, I mean, and that sounds like it could almost not live as just an audio podcast, but maybe, and I don't want to, you know, put things out there that shouldn't be, but it sounds like it could be another form of media as well, maybe someday. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to, I mean, I try to apply that level of dedication to everything I do. Definitely. Um, I can't always get there, but, you know, because I have a lot of irons in the fire all the time. Um, but this this thing was awesome. I like I've listened to it twice since we released it. Like, I'm just still my I'm blown away by like just all the people and the the way it's laid out, the way like one clip leads to the next one and they kind of work together and you're like building to this you know crescendo we had the guys from belief hole podcast they they were on it and they submitted like i i gave them the prompt and they were like yeah this is cool this this sounds interesting which i was floored by that they were into it in the begin in the first place because i'm a huge fan of those guys um and, I, you know, I was expecting we we told them, like, you know, submit like a three to five minute clip is what we were suggesting. They sent me a 13 minute clip that they said they cut down from a half hour. And you're like, and, give me the whole half hour. I want to yeah, hear it. I yeah, hear the dude. whole thing for myself. But like, and yeah, I was just I love how it was received by the community. And and when we released it, 
the amount of like sharing and support and people were like proud of being a part of it. And yeah, that was, that was like a heartwarming moment for me, for sure. Dude, heck yes. And so if that sounds interesting to you at all, which it should definitely head over, uh, I'll have some links in the show notes of this episode for the campfire podcast and, uh, you can check all that good stuff out. Remember, it's important to support creators and you can do it as easily as just downloading the podcast and listening yeah. to it. It's crazy how that works. But yeah. um, I appreciate the hard work that you guys go in to uh, crafting what you do weekly. And, you know, people need to. Jordan's, let's just say Jordan's a busy dude with uh, many dogs and many other you've got so many spinning plates going on and yet you still you know, are able to make a, a quality uh, product that the both of you. So hats off. But um, the main reason that I was able to, or uh, that I asked you to come on today is I was, you know, I was like, man, I want to do an episode where we really chat about a, uh, a cryptid in, in detail. And um, the other good thing, the other thing I like about Jordan is, you know, he's involved with Paranormality Magazine. And, you know, uh, you are usually the one that, you're writing the articles uh monthly about the different cryptids correct yeah yeah i do yeah each each month i i I try to cover ones that you don't hear about very often um you know i feel like there are plenty of articles out there about mothman and Mm -hmm. um you know and patty and like those are i try to i go for the deep cuts oh yeah which i i appreciate definitely but so I was like, Jordan, you know, what, uh, give me some ideas of, of ones that you might want to do. And he gave me a few of them and we decided on, uh, talking about the, the lizard man of skateboard <laughs> swamp, dude. And I was, that's, that's fantastic because that's one. I don't know a lot about myself, but people in, you know, my community that are into that cryptid they they bring it up all the time they're really into it which is a good sign of like a good regional cryptid that people yeah. are into so let's uh let's chat about this guy what what do we have going on with the lizard man dude um you know the lizard man is a it's one that i find fascinating because i'm i'm kind of obsessed with this idea of small towns turning these cryptids into mascots Right. Um, they and Bishopville, South Carolina has, I believe it's called Lizard Lizard Man Days, something like that. It's a you know, it's a festival, a, a summer festival. Yes. Yeah. And um, I have never been, obviously, never been down there for that. But so I'm not really sure if it's sort of just Lizard Man in namesake only and it's just a collection of food trucks and you know what i mean and small rides because there's a lot of i get it yeah which is it's a you got to start somewhere and then you get the statue in yeah i mean there's a big difference between mothman festival and like turtle days right like (laughs) are there turtle days too oh yeah that's really um, for yeah that's for the beast of busco yeah in indiana they have turtle days too and it's basically in, I mean, that whole town is, is it's, it's all Oscar. It's all that whole town. There are signs everywhere. There, 
there are turtle themed restaurants, turtle themed diners and stores. I mean, he's everywhere. Every park has like a turtle on the sign. That's awesome. It's yeah. I love it. But like the but the festival itself is basically it's just a normal Midwest summer street fair. Okay. And they it's just named after him. Um so I don't know if Lizard Man Days is more like that. I imagine it is more like that since you don't really hear a lot about it on like the the um cryptozoology conference circuit, you know. Good point. I, yeah. I imagine there aren't a lot of like they probably don't call in speakers and and all that the way. I mean, mm -hmm. I'd love for them to get to that. Every state should have one of those, right? They really should. I mean, if the 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 most important thing so far said in this episode is every state should have a cryptid related festival. Yeah. And you could. Yeah. That's the thing. Absolutely. You could do something, man. Yeah. And there are so many like brilliant people out there that are looking for speaking engagements. You know what I mean? Like That's true. there are plenty to go around. Um so you I mean there are as many there are as many Lyle Blackburns out there as there are, you know, states for sure. It's, a, it's a good point. It's a yeah. it's a good point. Yeah, because and especially with the today's culture where we have access to so many, you know, it's not just the people that write books anymore. It's there are, you know, people like immediately comes to mind like Asher's where it's yeah. like Asher's could dominate any speaking engagement at any encrypted festival. Yeah. No questions asked. And yeah. I'm I'm like the day will come when that will happen. And I'll just I'll, I'll feel so vindicated because I'm like I've been saying for the last few years it needs ever since, you know, I met Asher's. I'm like, this needs to happen. It needs and it's 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 gradually starting to happen, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that woman is just like a, a level 20 bard. Like, it doesn't matter what she talks about. Legit. It's entertaining, you know, like Legit. she could give a 30 minute symposium about toothpaste and it would be fun. Ashes you know? is great. Yeah. Ashes is good. Um, so definitely. And I think what goes in hand with that is figure out the weird stuff in your area and become the expert on it. There's yeah. no reason or there's no, you know, like I should know the most about the weird stuff in Iowa. Like, you know, uh, uh, man, I don't want to dox anyone, but uh, <laughs> fill in the blank of random yeah. person who lives in a random state. They should have to, they should be the expert of the weirdness in that, that area, you know, yeah. but, um, so because Lyle, uh, there's been, a, has there been a few books written on the lizard man or is it just Lyle's? I, I know the famous one is Lyle's, right? I think there are a few, okay. there are quite a few, um, it it kind of gained prominence again in the early 2000s because most mm. of the sightings come from the 80s, which is another thing I love oh, about this story yeah. because that's, you know, you hear a lot. There are a bunch of sightings in the 60s. Yeah, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you go way back to like the early 1900s. It seems like cryptids are one or the other. They're in right. like the 50s, 60s, 70s, or they're in the early 1900s. But I love that this one, most of the sightings happened yeah, in the 1980s. So so let's let's go through. So what what kind of sightings like uh, what what kind of uh, adventures did the lizard man have in the 80s? OK, <laughs> so 
first off, this thing is it was pretty uniformly described by all the people who who cited it. It was about seven feet tall, hmm. um, red eyes, classic, um, some glowing, some not. Um, three toes, three toed feet, which okay. is super rare for anything uh-huh. in the lizard family to have three toes. Uh-huh. I believe. Um, oh, man, um, I know several people who are going to make fun of me if I get this wrong, but I think I think it's the. Um, oh, there's one lizard, one lizard who has three toes. Oh, interesting. And, yeah, just one. Um, I'm trying to remember which one it was. It's not the chameleon. It's the um, gecko. Okay. All right. There's a cool. three-toed variant of, of the gecko. But yeah, the um, so that sets it aside first off. And of course, you know, the fossil record doesn't include any lizards that have any humanoid features whatsoever. So that pretty much True. sets it aside as well. Okay. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically think like, think of lizard man as the lizard version of dog man. That's basically how it's described. Oh, okay. It, like okay. remove all the canine features from dog man and replace them with reptilian features. That's so lizard man. does he have the same attitude? I mean, you'll find as we go okay. through this that. Lizard Man mostly seems to have a strange vendetta against cars. Oh, weird. Just like <laughs> rampant vehicle damage in these stories. Yeah, it's weird. He's a a bit of a um a bit of a public nuisance, the lizard man. A vandalizer. Hmm. <laughs> this is yeah. quite the picture that's being uh that's unfolding. Yeah. So, okay, so as far as the legend goes, the lizard man apparently um, swims in the water like a gator. Okay. Right? And then it comes up on the bank and sort of like stands up. You People don't realize that it's, they think it's just like a big gator until he stands up, which is also very oh. dog man. Yes. Where he just kind of blends into a pack of dogs and then you'll see him like stand up and light a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> like the wolf from the Tex Avery cartoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's how I always think of Dogman. There you go. Because those are my favorite. Those are my favorite Dogman sightings too. The ones that are just totally wild. Like uh-huh. he's carrying a baseball bat or something like that. Those are my favorite. <clears throat> um. But yeah, Lizard Man, mostly seen around the Bishopville area. The very first sighting, if you want to get into it. All right. The the very first sighting was in fall of 1987. So Wow. Yeah. So I was about three months old when this sighting happened. Um, George Holloman Jr. was riding his bike home. And he stopped to take a break on the side of the road. And he spots, quote, a weird tree stump. That's what he calls it. I don't know what Mm. makes a tree stump particularly weird, but it looks strange to him. And he starts walking toward it. And suddenly the weird tree stump stands up. And when he's about 30 feet away from it. Whoa. Yeah. And it, you know, stands up to 
seven plus feet tall. So pretty intimidating there in the dark with nothing but your bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I This story makes me think of times when I like would ride my bike home at night and I always lived in a rural area. Oh, absolutely, so there were, man. Yeah, there were always those stretches of like, and you'd hear a dog bark and you're like, mm-hmm. oh no. Like, like this is it. Yeah, you immediately panic. Like, is that dog in a kennel or on a, on? is it tied up or am <laughs> I about to have to fight for my life? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, same dude. I experienced yeah. this, you know, uh, I was, I'm a few years older than you. I would be about uh four years old when this story came out so we have we have some similarities in what we experienced growing up i'd say yeah but definitely and you grew up in iowa right uh actually so i grew up in uh, western massachusetts uh rural area definitely a town of about three thousand. and so definitely experienced that you know as you get older you can you know ride your bike to the library on the back roads and when you're yep. coming back and it's a little dark yeah you start to you start to hear stuff and you're yep. like get a little uh, nervous time to go mm-hmm. yep yeah oh yeah um, yeah i grew up in what i affectionately refer to as the stray animal belt <laughs> <laughs> there it's funny everywhere everywhere so yeah in these so, um Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, well, okay. So he's, I was just going to go back into the siding. Yes, definitely. Um, so he starts walking toward the stump. It stands up. It's like seven plus feet tall and he freezes, okay. obviously. And then a car comes down the highway and in the headlights from the approaching car, he gets a good look at it. Yes. And that's when he identifies these crazy features this like lizard like head and face these like the scale that he sees around its face and a tail which he says is what freaked him out the most that like because at first you know you could be like oh that's just a weird looking guy Mm -hmm. right but it turns to take off into the back into the tree line and he sees this massive tail Wow. Yeah. Um, and I can't help but picture like lizard from Spider-Man. That's it. I'm I'm thinking of like old school Batman animated yeah, Killer series Croc. slash like terrible uh, Ninja Turtles villain. Oh, you yeah. know, we're, like we're getting there. You're, you're clicking. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, dude. Yeah. This is a thing that would definitely hang out with Bebop and Rocksteady. Dude, Bebop and Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. The top. They were the tops. (laughs) Team Lizard Man is so, like, enraged right now. I know. I know. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) So, and I, I can't wait to, you're, you're saying that the stuff is coming where it starts messing with cars. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, it's coming. It's coming. Right. And I'm in <clears throat> just wait until we get to oh there's there's a woman who releases a photo later on and we'll yeah, we'll get there. We'll All get right. There. Okay. So the next side so the story kind of gets spread around. This kid is a senior in high school. 
when he sees it and the story kind of gets spread around it becomes starts to become something of like a a local legend right mm. pretty quickly among you know among the youth and the following summer june of 1988 a younger kid who's a sophomore in high school at the time he is actually i think he was a junior in high school because he was driving um but he's definitely younger than george the initial person um christopher davis he's driving home from work late at night and he has a flat tire so oh. he pulls off to the side of the road right next to right next to skateboard swamp mm-hmm. and he's sitting there changing his tire and he he's just getting finished changing the tire he specifically says he had three of the five lug nuts tightened on. That's very specific detail. Yeah, he remembered specifically. Wow. That's where he was. Like he was just like cranking the third lug nut yeah. completely tight. And he hears this like sort of rhythmic thumping coming from behind him. Oh. Um and <clears throat> he turns around and from this sort of wetland field area that's between him and the tree line of the swamp, he sees the lizard man sprinting toward him. What? Yes. In a full sprint <laughs> straight toward him. Bipedally? Yes. He said it's less than he said it's less than 60 feet away from him oh when he spots goodness. it. And it's like cruising through like and he thinks that the thumping he heard was its tail hitting the ground. Wow. Like, yeah, it was like, it's making tracks straight for him. Um, so he, this, this is, he also describes the glowing eyes, the glowing oh, red goodness. eyes. Um, yeah, I can't imagine a situation where I would be more terrified than that. <laughs> but that would oh my goodness that'd be scary stuff like see yeah. a huge lizard yeah running towards you and glowing eyes and you're like i got two more lug nuts yeah this is terrible timing <laughs> exactly <laughs> he he jumps in his car and he again i don't know why he was so hyper focused on these lug nuts that night but he remembers <laughs> that he when he reached for his car handle he had the two remaining lug nuts still in the palm of his hand oh thank and goodness it, it like it kind of made him like fumble with the door yeah. handle and he ended yeah. up dropping the lug nuts and oh, just no. yanking the yanking the door open he jumps in and just as he slams the door lizard man the lizard man gets to the car like just i mean as horror movie as it gets Right. Yeah, dude. Like totally. He just gets in and slams the door and he's there. Oh. And Lizard Man goes for the door handle. He goes for oh, the door no. handle. He's like scrabbling. He describes these like thick muscular fingers, these like three toed sort of appendages, right. just like sort of fumbling and smashing up against where the door handle is on the car. Goodness. Yeah, he starts the car and takes off. He said he gets up to like 40 miles an hour before he realizes that the lizard man is running beside the car. Terminator style, dude. Yes. Like Keeping Robert up with Patrick. The car. 
alligators. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So this is where this is where we find Lizard Man's top speed. I think he's running okay. forty miles yeah. an hour beside this car. Then he dives. <laughs> he dives over onto the roof of the car. Lizard Man is on the roof of this kid's car. He starts swerving left and right to try to shake the lizard man off Stop of his it. car. This, Seriously. this is amazing. And he like yeah. takes out a knife and he's like <laughs> stabbing the, the, the top of the, and he's like oh, dragging yeah. himself across the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so good. He does describe the seeing the clawed hand again, reach down like into the windshield area while yeah. he's on top. Right. Um, okay. But he finally shakes the thing off of his car. He says it like he oh hears God. it slide, like scratch across the roof of the car as it goes. It goes off the side of the car into the ditch and he just keeps going. Smartest move all night. Yeah, it's a smart right. move. Yeah, yeah if it, it was, is. If it was actually a horror movie, he would stop and go make sure it was yeah. dead. And then he, that's when he done, gets yeah. murdered in a ditch. Oh, my um, goodness. But yeah, he goes home. He actually tells his dad about it immediately. Hmm. He goes in, tells his dad about it. And I don't, there's really no report about whether his dad thought his kid had lost his mind. Okay. Or yeah. if, you know, but, and he just, the dad kind of puts a lid on it. He's like, he's like, just keep it, keep this to yourself. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. And then over the next couple months, the dad has a friend who works in the police in the Bishopville police. And over the oh, next month so or so, yeah, yeah, over the next month or so, these reports start coming in of cars being torn up. People come out, they're coming out and they're finding their cars like sort of vandalized in these weird ways. Like, um, like bumpers look like they've been chewed on. Oh, weird. And um, like antennas snapped off and fenders ripped. There's like tear marks and, you know, like um, the classic uh, the classic Twilight Zone episode where after the plane lands, they find the panel and yep, it looks yep, like yep, it's yep. been like torn apart by an yeah, animal. Yeah. They're finding things like this on cars, oh, man, like hoods that have been kind of like sections have been shredded and like wiring's been just ripped at inside the motor. Oh, that's intense, right. dude. Yeah, so these reports start coming in and the dad of Christopher who had the action movie sequence with Lizard Man, um the dad comes for he encourages his son to come forward at that point because of all these other reports that he's hearing about. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, and that's when he makes like his his statement. It's just a couple months after it okay. happened. Um one of those one of those um situations that inspired him to just let it go or let his son talk about it was a couple named Tom and Mary Way. And they everything I said before, that's how they find their car. But they also find clumps of red hair. Oh, weird. Sort of like um, in the in the damage. It's like sort of matted into the damage of the car. Right. And they the police send it 
to a lab to be, you know, to be tested. And they find that it's canine. It's it's dog hair. Hmm. And they're sort of confused about that, but then they they find that that or they find that same day that in the field, the neighboring field to um, Tom and Mary's property, they found a cow and a coyote dead from an animal attack. Oh, wow. Yeah, that same day. So, you know, supporters of the lizard man being the being the culprit here mm-hmm. would tell you that um, it went and killed this cow and this coyote and it just sort of had some coyote fur that got transplanted hmm. to, you know, then they hit the, it hit okay. the car afterward and left some fur behind. Um, but you know, that, that seems like a, a stretch to me. Yeah, I don't know. That, um, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird. The, the next month in August, the sheriff of Bishopville, his name's um, Truesdale. <clears throat> he sort of gets the word out. Because he's like, okay, some weird stuff is going on. So mm-hmm. we need to like sort of test the where see where the community's at on this. So he gets the word out and he finds that people all over Bishopville have been having like weird bouts of vandalism to to their vehicles in varying degrees. Right? Like a lot, dozens and dozens of citizens from Bishopville have had their cars messed with. That's why like yeah, ranging from these like huge destruction, like your car's totaled, to wow. you know just weird little things like the antennas snapped off, or you know um, the door is ajar the next day. Weird stuff like that. It sounds like the lizard man was out for revenge. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, he got mad because a car escaped him, and he's like, "I'm going to track down every." If I have to take out every car in order to get back to this kid, I'm going to do it. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> the kid threw me off his car. Yeah. It's, um... Okay, so after all that, the police take the position that this is a bear. A bear, huh? Yes. Okay. That a, that a bear is... Nice work, guys. Is on the loose. A bear. <sighs> an invisible one. Um, And then... They they hold that position for weeks until they find a footprint. And they okay. cast the footprint. Okay. There is a cast of this footprint. It's three toes with claws at the end of each toe. It's 14 inches long. Man. Yeah. That's big. That's a big footprint. Yes, it is. Um hmm. They have local biologists from the university examine it and they, you know, they categorize it as unidentifiable. Um, but the guy who is in charge of, you know, the biologist that that he had his team look at it, he goes and talks to the paper and tells them that, like, he gets a little more detailed than I think he would in official writing. You know what I mean? Okay. He, he okay. talks about like he's confident that this isn't um a classified animal that's that's experienced mutation. He's confident that um 
no animal that they're aware of could have made this footprint. Like he gets a little more colorful with it, mm. with the newspaper. So I think he was probably a lizard man advocate. Yeah, I'm getting I'm starting to get weird vibes. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a weird. I got weird feelings from him, too, when I was doing the research. Like, I don't know if maybe he was just enjoying a little spotlight, you know, and wanted to play it up. And nothing bad about the dude. Yeah. He's still alive, but sure. I'm not just saying, hey, I'm getting weird vibes. That's all. I'm yeah, saying, you know? definitely. <laughs> um, OK, so then the 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 weird, the really weird thing happens at the tail end of the 80s. It's um, summer of 1989. They start nice. getting lots of reports of howling and screeching Ooh. coming in at night, like loud, like it's people are hearing it over their televisions in their living rooms and going outside to see wow. what is going on. Um, the police and they come out, they investigate, they find tree branches snapped off at like eight feet high. Okay. They find smashed fences, smashed um, sheds in people's backyard. Um, and they find more three toed footprints. In fact, there's uh. this trail that's like, they now do sort of a tour of this trail for the Lizard Man days. Oh, okay. That's you cool. You can take a tour. They find these three toed footprints and they follow the footprints 900 feet into the swamp. Wow. That's how far they track this thing before That's they crazy. before they lose, you know, they lose the trail. Um, and you can walk that that 900 foot trail now at Lizard Man Days, which is pretty oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they lose it and reports just kind of taper off in the late eight, right there. Early 90s, they start tapering off. There's like scattered stuff that you know it's really a stretch to connect but then in the fall of 2005 about the time i was graduating high school they come back you get you start getting reports again october 2005 a woman in newbury which is one town over from bishopville has this incredible sighting where she spots two lizard men in her backyard Dos Lizardo yes. men. <laughs> That's right. Dude. Two lizard men in her backyard, and she stands behind her screen door and watches them rip the roof off of her chicken coop. And they're just plucking chickens out of this chicken coop and eating them live. Just like chicken nugget style. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. And then she she says. Finally, she um, she has a wooden cooking spoon and she like slaps it against the door frame. The lizard men both turn to the noise. One of them grabs one more chicken out of the chicken coop and sticks it under his arm and they both <laughs> run for the tree line. I'm there for the hills. Yeah. Do you remember the old school Super Mario Brothers movie? Yes. Do you remember what the Koopas look like? Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of like, that's, I'm also getting imagery there of that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, but, dude, that's wild. Yeah. It's a crazy sighting. Oh my goodness. 
And you said it, that was around 2005, you said? Yeah, that was October of 05. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's wild, because I, like, now it's like, I'm, I can vividly remember 2005. Like, this is, yeah. it, time, time is weird like that, you know? Yeah, it's modern. Modern mm. times. Are we at the point where there could be discussion or is there still more to unveil? Maybe. Yeah, there, there have, are a couple I have more. Questions. Okay, okay. Yeah. I have okay. questions, but I will wait. We're going to get even more modern. So oh, three boy. years, three years later in April of 2008, Bob and wow. Dixie Rosen, they have, they're kind of like the people who feed all the, the neighborhood stray cats, right? They're used to you. like, they pour food on their back porch and they're used to seeing like 10 or 15 cats come up and, and eat. Right. So these cats start just vanishing. Like, you know, it's 15 on Monday, it's eight on Wednesday, oh, no. it's three or four by the weekend. They're like, something's going on with the neighborhood cats. <laughs> and then finally they come out in the morning and just like the, the couple back in the eighties, they find their car is basically destroyed. Wow. Like, hood is peeled up the fenders are like ripped apart tires have bite marks in them like it's it's intense and there's blood smeared all over the hood of the car oh, like no. this looks like a legitimate crime scene right so they they run back in their house they call the police they the police show up and they search the property and they find and like, spoiler alert for dog lovers, it's gets pretty gross. But they it gets find pretty wild. All right. Yeah, they find. I can a, I can explicit tag it. That's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. So they find a pile of dead dog parts. Oh in no! In these people's backyard, right at the back of their property, Ooh. like half eaten. Like it's obviously the result of predation, right? But like. It's oh bad. Goodness. It's bad. Then when they test the blood on the car, they ultimately they find that it's from the dogs, right? Um so a lot wow. of people definitely put this in the lizard man category. Okay. Um, yeah, that oh one's my, gross. Oh my um, goodness. Now it's hitting it's hitting yeah. close to home. I mean, yeah, you heard um, the dogs on both exactly. of our mics earlier. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely a dog lover, and that's yeah, that's rough. I can't imagine. Um, then okay, even farther, seven years, 2015. Oh no, dude. Yes, 2015. Oh, no. August of 2015. This <clears throat> woman named Sarah Barra, she releases this wild photograph that she supposedly took outside of her church. It is, I mean, and if you Google to the listeners, if you Google Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp, this is I the think photo. I can picture this, yeah. Okay, so yeah. it is undoubtedly a guy in a lizard suit. Yep. Undoubtedly. Like, it looks like, it legitimately looks like a monster that the Power Rangers would fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is, it really does. Like, sculpted muscles, it's super ripped. It like, you know, all the like, all the the artist ver like the drawings of dog man right where it's right. like 
it's yeah. just these like perfect adonis abs and chest and like which is kind of weird right but yeah it's a whole different discussion yeah, that, about different psychology discussion. i think yeah but that's how the, that's the version of this that's this version of lizard man it's he's amazing. just like and he's like in the po in the photo he's like walking yeah, yeah, like that's this the one. And, yeah, yeah 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 yep yep so while this photo is absolutely fake there's no denying i mean you can see like the plastic red eyes sticking out of the side of the headpiece and all that yep right it's obviously fake i think what's important about this is that it inspires actual people to come forward because it really? hits the news and it sort of spreads, you know, it like brings the story back to life, kind of. Wow. Um, one of those people is a guy who <clears throat> who eventually sent a video clip that he had taken a couple years prior into the news channel. And the video is, I mean, it's right there with like sort of the standard Bigfoot video you'll get, right? Okay. Where it's 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 very blurry it's like in the distance you can't really but there is a moment where whatever it is turns and you can see like the protrusion that might mm. be a tail right oh, wow um and see i i've always like come out in favor of i i like hoaxes i think they do good things they they do bad things also, but I think sure. people overlook the benefits of it, which is that I think it inspires people to. I mean, personally, my views on the phenomenon in general is that it inspires actual experiences to occur when you put people in the mind frame. But oh, I get I, I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. That's an yeah. interesting viewpoint. Sure, yeah. Um, but regardless. There's um that that's pretty much that's pretty much it. There's a wow. There are a few um a few people more a few more people come forward in the like mid teens okay. with pretty pretty standard experiences. It's a lot of people seem to it's either the car vandalism, the dead pets, or it's they'll spot this thing and then once the thing realizes that it's been spotted mm -hmm. it takes off mm. like it doesn't seem to be interested in in contact with people wow and so there's never been anything found where it's like oh old man jeffers came out and he had a a set of 3 <laughs> toad tracks he wasn't using all along nothing like that no it's not like um it's okay. not like delaware's selbyville swamp monster or it's, like the penguin tracks down yeah in, you know type thing yeah wow that's surprising man man yeah 2015 that is crazy do you think it's the thing so what do you think do you think we it's a real thing think it's a hoax that's stretched from 87 to 15 man i okay i don't think that a humanoid lizard has somehow managed to evolve alongside humanity without being noticed right i i don't right. think that's what's going on here i think honestly what i think is that 
there are people who live in the swamps that do sure. not want to be messed with. Sure. Yeah. They they don't want anyone near their homes. They don't want people fishing their fishing spots. They don't, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um and my best guess is that playing the lizard man in a homemade ghillie suit worked right. for worked for the folks back in the 80s and then their kids remembered that it worked in the early 2000s and they ran it again that's cool yeah that's why you could have multiple generations doing yeah. this prank on the town really yeah like you could it could be like o'doyle rules with yeah, exactly <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> oh that dude it's such a cool story it feels like it would make a really good movie. There's been no like movies based on this or anything, right? No, I can't think of any. Not that I've seen. There have been a couple wild. documentaries. Okay, um, but pretty, you know, pretty like low budget takes on it where they're just okay. kind of talking to people and yeah. Um, you check that out. It. This also reminds me a lot of the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Sure which gets put more in the Bigfoot mm -hmm. category, more in the Sasquatch category, but it also had three toes, a three-toed footprint. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And it, you know, lived in the swamp. Um, <clears throat> maybe they just weren't spotting because a lot of people, when they talked about the Honey Island Swamp Monster, it sort of, it had, it had, um, you know, sort of simian features and, and reptile features. It was sort of a weird blend of the two. It had like patches of moss covered fur and all that. So maybe that's where the, the hair is coming from. I don't know. Mm. I don't know, man. You know, I was up until the point when you said where someone saw the actual lizard like features, I was convinced that it was going to end up to be more of a, a Bigfoot type creature. But yeah. then it's like the the nail in the coffin is like in the headlights. They saw the person saw the lizard like features. Yeah. And it's like, dude. Yeah. The scales, the tail. Yeah. The tail is what freaks me out. Uh-huh. That's yeah. Is this area near um any uh like military installations or anything like that? Not to get See, weird, but it's it's South Carolina. So Okay. <clears throat> I mean, the eastern seaboard is filled with Navy That's bases, true. and That's true. They're ever, I'm not sure which one is closest to them, but because okay. um, we talked, when we covered this on Campfire a long time ago, I think this was like episode oh, yeah, six or right. seven. Yeah. Like really early on. Um, we talked about the the idea that it might be, this might be the result of some weird experimentation. Totally, you know what I man. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, I don't know which which one is a worse scenario. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. This is bad. Oh man, you opened my eyes, and I, you know, I've I've always kind of put this one down down a few levels. But uh, after this whole story, you know, I, I'm gonna put it up a few more levels. It's very interesting. I'm definitely gonna see about uh, watching some stuff. Maybe I'll pick up a copy of Lyle's book. You know, this yeah. is pretty cool though, but. Uh, so Alan in the Patreon, this one, he's always bringing up the, the lizard, man. This one's for you, buddy. Yeah. But, uh, 
Dude, I hope Jordan. I hope I didn't upset you, Alan. <laughs> he he'll let us know. He he will let us know. He's always bringing up the lizard man and and the brown Excellent. mountain lights, which is that's a good oh, yeah. topic too. But it is, dude. Thank you so much for coming on and for chatting about the lizard man. This has been a a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I love it when people that know what they're talking about can present uh, about a, a cryptid or a legend. It's it's very cool, but um. Do you mind taking a, a few more minutes to uh, just remind people about how they can keep up to date with a uh, campfire and uh, what you got going on and all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> first off, thanks for having me, man. This, yeah, dude. this was a blast. Oh, I yeah. always love a chance to just go back and sort of like test my, especially those subjects that I haven't really looked at in a long time. Like I love to go back and sort of reinvigorate myself. On exactly them, you know what i mean um oh yeah because there's so much man and we do so much so fast that i feel like you know we've done we've covered something like 70 topics in in the last year and a half and they're big so, topics too yeah. like like uh headless valley and the honeys yeah. like crazy big topics yeah. like that yeah I mean, there, and I can honestly say there isn't a single topic that we've covered that I, that I'm not confident I could write a 300 page book on. If you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you do what you want with that, but They're I would agree topics. with you and you just, it's having the time to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but dude, you totally could. Yeah. I'm yeah. So thanks for the opportunity to, to go back and. Cause I, I kind of, myself, I forgot how wild that some of that stuff got, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, awesome. Awesome. Um, you can find campfire tales of the strange and unsettling on any and all platforms for podcasting, wherever you're listening to this, you can find us. Nice. Um, we also have the Patreon, patreon.com slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It'll take you longer to type in the URL than it will to choose your <laughs> tier. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I believe in you. You can do it. Um, we offer over there, we offer two bonus episodes every week minimum. So um, and lots of cool stuff, lots of like swag and um, lots of behind the scenes stuff on the recording, the editing process, the um, research process, all that. So it's it's getting pretty cool over there so that's awesome definitely Rock go check on. that out um you can follow us on instagram at campfire.tales.podcast or on tiktok at campfire.podcast um and i mean you can find us on any of the socials we Heck just yes. started the campfire tales of the strange and unsettling fan page on facebook and that's going oh, smart move well. yeah smart move yep yep um are you going to be at any events that people can meet you at? Not this year. Um, okay. We were planning, this was supposed to be like the big year for us with mm -hmm. conventions. We were going to go to all of them and like all of them that we could and meet everybody. And, and then my wife split her tendon in her ankle. Oh my goodness. Wow. And had to get tendon Oof. repair surgery. Yeah. And she's like been on her back for two months and she's oh, still man. rehabbing That's that. Terrible. So, hmm. And I have five kids. So yeah. I yeah. can't really like, I can't justify 
hopping in a car and going eight hours away and leaving her to fend for yeah. herself with those five smart move, George. <laughs> yeah that's a smart move bud yeah so and you have a few now, dogs too yeah yeah so now 2023 has become the year of the convention for us nice we're, we're going to be doing all of them that we can next year um we do still want to do a year of just just attending before oh, we I start i totally before we start it, yeah. vending or anything yep um unless any of them want to do live podcasts the way what monster fest i think is doing a couple monster fest um, is yep yep yeah idiot we will definitely do that if asked so to if, do that if you're listening to this and you're a head of a festival yeah. type thingy hit and us up this, that dude hit him up do it but yeah that's the wave of the future is uh is going to be i think live podcast at these uh conferences yep. and festivals so yeah dude i'm and you know 2023 i i hope to meet you at one of the events that would yeah, be a absolutely time. man are you doing but, uh, monster fest i am yeah i'm doing um uh, doing bigfoot society at monster fest seth is having me go there i will be at cryptid con this uh less than a month from now but i'll just be because i want to have my experience as yeah. an attendee before i start you know because that's a big a big pool to just jump into yeah i, I want to experience it first so yeah uh there'll be a few that i'm going to and then of course uh, there's always van meter visitor festival yeah. uh next uh november or september so you gotta get in there get in their heads and get some live podcasting going on at the van meter visitor festival well dude that would be uh, awesome. Will, did 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 you know I got I got invited to be on the festival planning committee? No, I knew so that you I, spoke I this can, year. So, yep, yep. They were like, "We want you to be part of this because you have a passion for it." And I was like, "Do it, show dude. me where to sign." Yeah. <laughs> so dude, that was a really a, a huge honor. You could do it in a honor, tent. Dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like oh yeah, because it's mostly outdoors, right? Isn't it? It's all outdoors, right? Uh, it's it's okay. uh, it was a fourth a quarter outside but most of it was actually inside this year oh okay right yeah, they uh which was more um manageable but yeah because you guys did um, like more speakers and stuff this year than they have in the past right yeah yeah we had some really good speakers and uh we had actually a ton of podcasts as vendors at the festival this year which is yeah. really cool that's yeah. awesome yeah a lot I of like good stuff that. but yeah um, if you guys i mean you're on the planning committee just yeah, hit us up. Let's duck will, out here, wink, wink. So you know, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, the the guys in the like comedy podcasting world have been doing this for for, for over ten time. years. Have been doing live yep. podcasting. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. oh yeah. And how many people in our community look up to like last podcast on the left? Oh my goodness, yeah, they're just those guys tour all over the country doing live shows. They're beasts, you know. Yeah, they they rock it, dude. Yeah. So I was oh, yeah. kind of shocked when we first started, when I first started hearing about all the festivals and not hearing anything about anyone doing live podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, this I is a huge coming. missed opportunity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's um, coming. Like, how does the Mothman Festival not have a full, like the whole day you should be able to go into a tent or a room where a podcast is happening? I know. I all know, day dude. long. It's, it's just I, I think a lot of it is the people that help make decisions uh, as the newer generation starts to become involved, they will start to make yeah uh, decisions like that or help yep. make decisions like that that maybe the older generation wouldn't be have the the view um, yeah 
you know the right you know what i'm trying to say you know yeah they're, they'll they get, don't, they'll they're get not, there they don't they'll have the there. savvy so, of what's yeah, going totally on do. now yeah, i mean so the Mothman Festival, Mothman is like Mothman is the subject of probably a thousand podcasts. You, you know what I mean? Just, you could have a an amazing pick of the litter for Mothman, like a Mothman yeah. podcast. I mean, it'd be great, dude. But yeah. By the way, so, before we go, um, yeah. depending on depending on how my life goes over the next couple of weeks, <laughs> um, we may or may not have just wrapped up a massive series on Mothman on the show. Either that or it's still going. <laughs> I, I know you've released some pretty some pretty rocking episodes so far. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It it was intended to be four episodes. And it's gonna it's looking now like it's gonna be at least six. Oh my goodness, that's that's, that's astonishing legends. Uh, yeah. territory my friend yeah that's awesome i mean i sat down to write a story that covered the full breadth of the mothman the direct mothman encounters right from mm -hmm. like the two couples in the beginning all the way to the silver bridge right that's what i was going to cover in the story i ended up writing 18 pages on the first encounter wow the initial encounter with the two couples so the last episode we released it, we all we talk about is that first encounter and it's awesome that's wild dude like that i i want to do it right we waited a year to do mothman and i want to do it right so as you should man that's that's yeah. uh, more hopefully you know more people will hear that and you know take pride in what you do and that's a great example of doing that so yeah absolutely awesome well dude thanks so much for being on this has been a super super uh good chat and uh, i always like talking to you jordan yeah man i'm i'm always i always have a great time on your show so anytime anytime we talk i come away with positive feelings so Heck yes, i appreciate dude. being invited all right well we'll talk to you later i'm sure dude absolutely thank you for listening to bigfoot society if you like the show please review and rate it five stars on itunes hit the share button and send this episode to all your friends on social media subscribe to bigfoot society wherever you listen to podcasts it doesn't cost a thing pick up a bigfoot society shirt or enamel pin over on our etsy page and people will tell you all about their bigfoot sightings when you wear it at least that's what people tell us that's what happens if you'd like to become an official member of bigfoot society with a membership card a community of like-minded individuals and extra content each month, then please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Thanks for listening.